Hello, it's the Productize Podcast. I'm Brian Castle. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. And hey, if you've been enjoying this podcast for the last few weeks, I'd really appreciate it if you head over to iTunes and leave a uh, five-star review. Even just the five stars is helpful. But if you want to add your thoughts about what you like about the show, what you don't like, I'd appreciate that too. Today, I've got a good one. I'm talking to Fodi Panagiotakopoulos. Fodi uh, is the founder of Growth Mentor. This is an interesting business that is built on the marketplace model, always a, a very dicey business model to, to do well because you need two sides. The, in this case, it's mentors being matched with mentees. So people who are looking for mentorship or just you know advice, a second set of eyes to look over your growth campaigns, your marketing, your sales, your business building, and, and all that kind of fun stuff. He's done a really great job of building up this platform, and he's experimented with pricing quite a bit. We, we dove into that. We talked about how he balanced not only trying to build the challenging marketplace model, but to do it while still employed at, at a full-time gig. So some interesting uh, thoughts there. He talked about building a platform while being a non-technical co-founder, and all the learnings that go into kind of human behavior behind uh, you know, mentorship and uh, people who are actually motivated to become mentors themselves. There are a lot of like human aspects to these. You know, when you look beyond the upfront mechanics of how uh, a business like this really works. So yeah, a lot of, lot of really good uh, insights in here from Fodi. So yeah, I'll let him uh, take it away. Here's my conversation with Fodi Takopoulos talking about Growth Mentor. Enjoy. All right. I'm here with Fodi Panacho. I, I knew I was going to mess this up, <laughs> but we're going to keep this on air. Okay. Fodi Panagio Takopoulos. How'd I do? You did really well. That was, that was very good. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, uh, well Fodi, thanks for, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you for, uh, for, for joining me today. Um, you know, I, I really, <laughs> I really like the sound of, of your, uh, your Greek name here <laughs> and that's where you're based today, right? Yeah. I'm based in Athens, Greece. Very cool. It, that's one of those places that that's always been on our uh, travel to do list, and uh, I, I hope we get there someday. I, I don't think that's going to happen this year. But. Yeah, yeah, kind of unlikely. But uh, one day you're going to come over. Let me know. Go Uzo, get you some nice be- Mythos beers. Uh, very cool. So, so you do uh, growth mentor, and I've just been you know clicking around it for for a couple of weeks now. Um, I'm I'm fascinated with marketplaces in general, but I think what you've built here is uh, is just really unique and, and interesting. There, there are quite a few areas of, of your business here that I haven't really seen done done in this way before. So, you know, we'll, we'll get into sort of the backstory and, and how things uh, operate uh, at Growth Mentor today. But I mean, how do you kind of explain what you're up to right now? Sure. So right now we're, uh, well, I'm, I'm running Growth Mentor kind of full, full time. I still uh, do marketing work for EuroBPS, but with Growth Mentor, what, what that is, a little bit of an overview, it's a marketplace slash platform slash community uh, where you can f- like filter and find uh, growth marketing and startup mentors and, and book calls with them to just get advice on, on where you're working on. So that's, that's taking up uh, most, most of my time and it's very, satisfying because it's a it's a like a human uh to human job like you you meet so many cool people some people and like when i started it off i'm like well look if it doesn't really work and i lose all my money then at least i would have made a really good rolodex (laughs) you know if that worked so like that's uh yeah 
but thankfully it didn't fail and, and it's it's going quite well. Yeah, very cool. I mean, I love just the ability for anyone to, you know, like kind of like go on the internet and reach out to people who can actually help. I mean, there's been that natural community, you know, especially in, in like the web industry and startups of, of people sharing knowledge on, on things like podcasts and blogs and stuff and communities where people can connect with one another, but it's still hard. It's still like, you know, people who know a thing or two, they're usually too busy to make themselves available. But these platforms like Growth Mentor sort of actually facilitate that, which is really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of tough to do it the uh, the organic way. Uh, that was that was one of the, the the big pain points we were trying to solve. Got it, got it. And it is focused on growth, right? So so I guess that has to do with anything related to like marketing and sales and onboarding. Is that right? It's it's not like mentoring for anything. And it's actually a little bit. Well, growth is a word that's been thrown around a lot lately, right? And and some people are more like sticklers with its uh, connotations than others. I'm a more liberal in that sense. Like you can kind of mean whatever you want with it, right? Like for me, growth is life, right? If you're not growing, then then you're dying kind of thing. So in the business context, like you might need to talk to somebody at some point to get advice on whether you should go for funding or like continue in a bootstrapped manner. And and that's something that I, I it's a kind of like a, Thing that you wouldn't really expect to find on a growth marketing platform, like advice on funding, but I think it all ties ties together. Yeah, it is, it is one of those terms. that's like it's sort of like um, like there are so many things that are encompassing in it. Like I'm thinking about marketing right now and growth for uh, for my process kit product, and there are so many things that go into that. Like if I'm thinking about marketing, a lot of that is even how the product works and the features. You know, that in itself is marketing and, and then like doing customer research and all that. So everything's kind of connected. Yeah, for sure. I mean, products is something that is uh, integral now nowadays to, to kind of optimize for you. You hear the term product-led growth being thrown around. But I, I think that even before like that became so popular, it was the number one focus of, of all startups. Make sure that you have a product that people actually like and, and, and is useful. And I think that the most of the mistakes that I see, at least with founders, begins at that core level. Like, what are you building? Is there really a pain point that you're solving here? Or like, are you in love with your solution? Yeah. And for sure. And, and the thing that I've always have been drawn to is learning by doing, like learning by just trying things out myself and trying to learn along the way. But then the next best thing or kind of going hand in hand with that is learning from other people who have actually done it. You know, like the that's why I'm such a fan of listening to podcasts, of hearing people's actual stories and case studies. And, and then, of course, you know, being friends with other founders and, and people who are actually doing things. I learned so much more from, from the real experiences of, of experts or, you know, they're, they're just experts because they've done it in the past, right? You know, rather than like textbooks or, you know, more structured courses, I, you know, the courses that I like are more experience-based. And, and I think that's where something like this really feels valuable i get to actually talk to people who've done it yeah i mean the difference is is that you're actively even if you're talking to somebody and you're not like executing on the thing you're still active in the mode of learning versus passive when you're just consuming content and you're not really processing anything like this two-way conversation right now it takes conscious effort of you and i and you know through this process of you and i talking about a specific problem like just the fact that we're verbalizing it out loud, that problem, 
like your brain is kind of thinking on a, like different parts of it are, are, are being energized because you're vocalizing it, which can help with like problem solving as well. Uh, so just, I think it's also like under appreciated the value of just speaking out loud your problems. And um, yeah, like even if, if you, if you don't have somebody like super high level to chat to and, and bounce ideas, just like any of your coworker or whatever, just have a chat. I think it's so, so therapeutic as well to just vocalize. Yeah. And, and, and even just that term of like bouncing ideas back and forth, like it's, it's sort of a term that gets thrown around, but it's, you know, whereas like a course or, or a blog article is just static. It's like, it gives you some instructions, but okay. But how does that actually apply to my situation? That's where talking to someone and then having them ask follow-up questions and figure out, oh, well, in your case, I would do things slightly differently. Yeah, exactly. But the key is to hit a roadblock before you jump on like a mentorship call. That's at least my advice to a lot of people. It's like, get force yourself to get stuck, right? And, and by doing, of course, right? Executing and like do something really hard that challenges you and then get, get put in this position where you, you don't know what to do next or you're or maybe you have like three different choices and you're not sure which one's the best. And like finding somebody who's done that exact thing and saying, hey, look, like here's my three ideas. Uh, here's my pros and cons for each one. This is my assumptions, hypothesis. Like, what do you think? Right? Like, those are the best sort of conversations. Not like, hey, I don't know how to do this. Teach me. That's what Google's for <laughs> in courses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, I mean, I, I actually personally have a need like right now that I've been, I don't know whether... Like this could give folks a, a good sense of maybe what growth mentor does or or doesn't do. So so like I said with with Process Kit, I'm I'm starting to do a little bit more planning on doing a little bit more like outbound marketing tactics. I've I've grown the customer base sort of organically up until now, but I want to start doing things like ads or at least testing certain like ad channels, retargeting, pay per click, things like that. And that's an area that I'm just I've never been very good with myself. And so I would, what I would like to find is like, I don't want to like outsource the entire thing, right? Especially in the early days of this, I want to set it up myself and get a few campaigns going and probably make a ton of mistakes and then have a PPC expert come and look at my account and tell me what I'm doing wrong and give me some suggestions. Maybe, maybe that's like a one-time session. Maybe it's like a couple of calls over the, over a month, but then that's it. It's like a targeted need is that the sort of thing that like someone can come on to growth mentor for yeah absolutely i mean that's a that's one of the most popular use cases literally going over ppc campaigns uh and just taking a look um at, with screen share like jump onto zoom and be like hey you know this is this is my facebook business manager or my, or my google ads back in these are my campaigns you know like this is how i structured it my ad sets this and that do you think it's too broad too specific you know and, and there's so many mentors on the platform who like have ridiculously Work. Like they have really good experience, like six, seven figure budgets per month spending on AdWords. Uh, like for this is all they do for like years. And you you jump on a call with someone like that, and within even like the first five minutes, like you've learned three, four things that you can implement immediately that can like save you so much money, like in, in wasted spend. I mean, that's my personal experience, and like from the feedback I get from reviews, because it's something that takes a lot of practice. To master PPC and how do you practice with PPC? You spend money. How do you? I mean, but not everybody has that sort of money to understand the algorithm and how the new machine, the updated machine learning functionality of Facebook and Google works. Like, in what scenarios should you do? You know, automated bidding or or, or go manual. I mean, these these are things that uh, take take a lot of uh, hands on experience to master. Uh, and and uh, yeah. 
So like as somebody who wants to do it themselves, like that, that's probably one of the, one of the better ways to, to kind of level up a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there are also these like, especially in the early stages of a, of like a startup, even if you have the cash to like, you know, fund, say like, uh, like hiring, like a head of marketing or something like that. It doesn't always make sense to do that in the early days. Mm -hmm. It's still better to do it in-house, but get some outside advice along the way, you know? For sure. And I mean, I think doing things yourself in-house is like, I view it as an alternative to funding. Right, right. Absolutely. So there are so many things about the structure of of Growth Mentor that I want to unpack. I mean, the the one thing that that really stuck out to me, which I'm I'm interested in here is is actually like the pricing model, you know, because we've seen you know, like, like mentor sites uh, and where you can just basically like hire somebody by the minute you, you pay by the minute, but this is like, like a subscription, like a flat subscription. And then you get access to the platform of mentors. Can you like explain how the pricing works? Sure. Sure. So we've changed the pricing a couple of, couple of times. Um, but this is the one that we found works the best. We're probably going to stick with this, but how, how it works is there's a flat, uh, monthly fee, but it's minimum, a uh, quarterly term. Uh, so $50 a month. And with that, you can book unlimited free calls with any mentors listed as free. You can create help requests. So like basically imagine like an Upwork job posting, but for mentorship, like this is my problem. Who wants to help apply? And, uh, and then, yeah, like if you want to book a call with a mentor that charges, like 25% of the mentors charge for their time, then that's, that's extra above the, the subscription. Got it. Got it. Okay. So so of the the mentor network, which it's like not anybody can just become a mentor. You, you have like a vetting process, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and and so yeah, it says seventy five percent are free, or meaning like free to members who who are paying the monthly service. So w- what is the difference between like a free mentor and somebody who charges? That one is charging, and 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 one is not. That's uh, literally the only the only difference. Um, it's the, just because they're free doesn't mean like they're of the lesser tier. Because we kind of get that question a lot, like. So it's free. So the paid ones are better or like, how's that work? Right. And no, it's, it's not, it's not like that. It's just that at the beginning, when you join as a mentor on, on growth mentor, like you have to, we have this thing called like the give first pricing model. So mentors can't charge until they have three reviews. So then some of them elect to stay free afterwards. So like, we're not forcing anybody to, to do it. It's just, you know, they, some of them like really, really enjoy it. Got it. And I, and I would assume that some mentors use it as like a, like a personal branding thing. Maybe it helps their network. Yeah, for meet sure. More people. For sure. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, they, a lot of them put it on their LinkedIn profiles as well. Kind of like a bad spawner. You know, I'm a, I'm a growth mentor. You can find me here, which is kind of funny how that, that turned out. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't really <laughs> our idea. It was one of, one of the other mentors put on their LinkedIn. They're like, Hey guys, we should all like do this, you know? And then everyone did it. So it's like, Oh yeah, I love it. And then how does the, the pricing work for mentors who are who are charging for their time. So they can set their rates, whatever they want. Um, but to, to, to set a rate higher than $99 an hour. So like a hundred plus you have to have 10 reviews for that. And then we take a 15% commission off of any pay calls. Got it. Okay. Very cool. And then like, I'm, I'm curious about like the mentors, like how much of like the most active mentors, like, are there, are there people who are doing multiple calls every single day? Or is this the type of thing that a mentor might might come in and, and do some mentor calls, like maybe like once a week or a couple times a month. Yeah, it's it's more towards the latter. Like how much time are our mentors actually spending? So just to put things in perspective, last month, the month of June, the top mentor did 20 calls. 
right? The second place mentor did 18 and the third, 13. So that's kind of a lot. Like you, if you think about it, like 20, 20 calls uh, in a month, but I mean, it's, it's not uh, like my wife teaches English on online uh, and like she'll do 18 in, in you know, half a week uh, type of thing. You know, so. Yeah. It's really draining to be a mentor or to do any sort of coaching. I've, I've done some coaching over the years through my productized course for, for people doing productized services. And I've actually had to like kind of turn it off at times just because I, I just don't want those extra calls. But the, when I am doing it, it is really draining <laughs> to sit there on a call and be really focused on somebody else's business because they're depending on you to, to listen to every word and to offer really thoughtful advice. It's, it's like more than a, I would say it's more energy than just a typical call or a typical work task to be a mentor. Yeah, I mean, it. I can I could see that. Um, but here's one more like thing to throw into the equation that these mentors are kind of doing this pro bono for the most part. So it, when you do it pro bono, it kind of takes the edge off because like you know they're not they're not really paying you like that much. They're not paying you anything really. So like it's much more casual the chats, right? So like. You jump on a call, you can spend like five, 10 minutes before the call to, to, to review. Some mentors do a lot more than that. They'll pre- like prepare some Google Docs with like an analysis before and after, but you know, there's absolutely no expectations uh, on that. Very cool. So there are other like components that, I, that I'm seeing here on Growth Mentor, and, and maybe we'll sort of like uncover these as we go back into your story of, of how these different things came up. But like, just to kind of touch on them real quick, I mean, I noticed that by the way, you have a beautiful website. It's really well done. And, and the copy just is really well done. Thanks. Shout out to Alec, <laughs> my product designer. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. And so like it, under like the platform, you know, I'm seeing things like you can search through the, the curated mentors. There's a section on hiring an expert. So I guess in, in some cases, people don't want to just talk. They actually want to hire someone. And it looks like you do some like matching of, of yeah, hiring. Yeah, exactly. Know. Yeah. I also saw this like growth audit, which which is interesting as well. I want to hear a little bit more about that. Like it, it seems like it's like a one time sort of engagement or something. Yeah, it's um one time audit, but the difference between this audit and like an audit that you might buy at a digital agency is that you're gonna get a different auditor for different components of the audit that is a specialist just in that, right? So like one person that's been doing that's PPC is their jam, they're gonna audit your performance marketing channel, see if there's any low-lying fruit. And then for your content audit, that's going to be somebody that that focuses exclusively on content that's got a lot of experience in, in a role like that. So at the end, like the audits get compiled together and then you have a more like impartial, I can say, I, I guess you can say like view because there's multiple different perspectives. And then you know it's up to you to kind of connect the dots and 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 see if you can kind of massage that into a growth strategy of some sorts. Very nice. And so is that like a one-time service that's available to anyone or you already have to be a growth mentor member? No, anybody could, uh, could, could purchase that. Although to be honest with you, like we haven't promoted that at all. It's just like this landing page that's kind of been sitting there. Uh, every once in a while, we'll, I'll, get, I'll get a lead through that form. But. Very cool. So yeah, I mean, why don't we go back and, and, and see how all this sort of came together. So um, how long has, has growth mentor been out as a business? Uh, we officially opened September 4th, 2018. So closing up on two years. Very nice. What were you doing before that? Head of growth at eurovps.com. Uh, so that's a managed hosting provider uh, selling managed VPS, cloud servers, dedicated servers. Yeah. So I, I was running marketing there for, for around a decade. Wow. 
Very cool. And um, and you're still working there? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So you're kind of like balancing this and, and, and both. I, I'm curious, like what led you to, you, you, you were there for 10 years and then you launched this, like what, what led you to, you know, it was just time to kind of do your own thing. Uh, it, it's just, um, you know, it was a challenge that I was personally facing at your VPS, not really having that many people to bounce ideas off of at a, at a high level. And, uh, you know, I would, um, had, drive people crazy talking about the stuff that they didn't want to hear if they were interested like my engineers so it's very tech dominated startup right everyone was technical except for for me so i would start booking calls with people on upwork to just chat about things i was working on because i didn't necessarily want to hire out for them like i but i i did want to double check my work and then i realized that this helped me break through plat like learning uh, plateaus really quickly as compared to taking courses and, and reading copious amounts of blog posts. Uh, and I'm like, hey, like something like this doesn't really exist that's affordable for normal startups or like, you know, not series A funded million dollars in the bank type type situations. Because there is like, I guess Clarity FM was the only thing out there at that point. So yeah, that sort of gave me the idea, like this, something like this should exist. Very cool. So you were actually going on Upwork and just finding experts who are, you know, charging some hourly rate for say like PPC ads. And yeah. instead of like hiring them to do your ads, you just wanted to hire them for a call to talk about what you're working on. Yeah, exactly. And and they were cool with it because it was easier. They didn't have to do anything. Yeah. You just have to show up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very cool. So that was the idea. I mean, what were your first steps to making this happen? The first step, like when I got serious about it, because I kind of sat on that idea for, for like a year and a half before I actually did anything. First step was just pull out a, a piece of A4 paper, pencil, and, and make the first wireframe. I'm a big believer that you have to visualize things to manifest them. Uh, and for me, that the best way is just to have that mind-body connection and, and do it on, on paper. And I made the first wireframe over there. I scribbled some notes about a go-to-market strategy like two, three different variations of potential business models, like monthly, you know, per call, like a couple different things. And, and uh, yeah, and, and then uh, the next step after that, like was just make a landing page. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I mean, the marketplace model always scares the hell out of me. Like <laughs> I have a whole list of like shiny object business ideas that, that I, most of them I, I won't get to. But whenever one is like related to like a marketplace where I need two sides, I'm like, okay, it's a cool idea, but there's no way I could launch a marketplace. Did that thought enter your mind as you were thinking about the idea of like, all right, well, it's only valuable if we find enough mentors, but it's only valuable to the mentors if we find enough people who need mentorship. So like, how'd you think about that early on? Well, I mean, that I read, first of all, I read every good article I could about marketplaces. Like I spent like three days, I had you know, my iPad and I was consuming everything, trying to, to educate myself on the pitfalls and of what mistakes you could make. And, you know, there was, everyone was crying about this whole chicken versus the egg thing. But like, I felt like I had a secret that nobody else did. And that's that growth people love talking about growth. And I just, I, I knew that innately because if I, had, I, I had a lot of conversations with people and like me personally, like I love talking to people about giving them advice on how like I can, potentially i don't know like it basically like just helping people out with 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 the startup stuff right growth marketing because there's so many mistakes you can make uh and there's no there's no wrong or right answer as well so it, it, it can get pretty fun so i added that in 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 addition with like 
this notion that the supply side would also kind of double down as a natural sort of influencer built-in marketplace because these are marketers who all are going to have their own networks. And it's not like a Uber or something where the supply side doesn't really bring any uh, network effects innately. So like these, this had native network effects built in just due to the nature of the, of the marketplace. And so what, what you mean is like the mentors can join and it's also a way for them to like promote to their existing networks. Like, Hey, you could, you could come talk to me over on growth mentor. Yeah, ex- exactly. And, and if we, the idea was that if I make a curated platform and it, it's really difficult to get in, then the mentors are going to be proud that they're in because, Hey, you know, like it's three, 4% acceptance rate. And then it's going to be a, a, like a, a badge in a sense, like, you know what you're talking about kind of thing. So it's still pretty daunting to me though. Like if, if you're starting from just an idea scribbled on pads and, and things like that and wireframes, was the first step to go to the supply side and try to like personally invite mentors? No, the first step was to validate that this was even like an idea worth chasing. And that, that was with the landing page and playing with the demand side, right? So like I asked my designer to create like the best looking pre-launch landing page he could make with user interface of the dashboard, even though we hadn't even like found who the developer was going to be like totally like, you know, gaslighting in a sense. I don't know if that's the right word, probably wrong, but like it just came to my head. But yeah, no, that's totally the wrong word. <laughs> yeah. So we made the land, we made that landing page and I, I pushed like 500 bucks of Google ad traffic to it with like business mentor keywords uh, uh, brought. Um, and uh, yeah, I got like a $5 cost per lead and then probably 20, 30% of them filled in the, the type form that was at the, at the end of like with the auto uh, email responder they get when they fill in the form. And I asked them questions like, uh, you know, what's your current, big, what's your biggest pain point in growth right now? Like, do you have a mentor? How much would you be willing to pay for one? Uh, and would you like a free mentor matching call, right? So like, I would then jump on calls with these people and interview them and, and, and really try and understand like what their challenges are and if they get what their biggest pain point is. And I kind of isolated through these calls that the number one commonality between behind all these people is the, is like this notion that they were lonely. Like they didn't have anyone to talk to without feeling like they're annoying them. That's when I was like, aha, uh-huh, all right, well, let's play with this, you know, and then I adjusted the copy on the landing page even more and, and it converted even higher. And then I shared it a little bit on some communities like low lying fruit kind of thing, like indie hackers. And I got a lot more signups then. And so what I would do though, as well for the supply side, because that's just talking about demands is I would reach out like one-to-one outbound to mentors. Like they were at that point, they were mentors, but like, People that I felt could be a good fit for early adopters. And I, I would send them an email and say, here's a link to my Envision app. Obviously, like there would be other words in there as well. But the hook was that I had a clickable prototype that they could check out. And I would give them that Envision app link. And by that point, we had already created high fidelity mockups of every single screen on the app and put it on Envision. So it's different if you go to the supply side and you have nothing but just an idea. But if you go to them and you're like, look, Here's the actual like clickable prototype. It's being built and I can get you in on the platform before we launch if you're interested. Let's talk. Right. So like I got all the early adopters that way, which was really cool because I got user testing. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And, and by the way, for, for folks listening, Envision app is is fantastic. I, I've used it many times. It's basically like a 
it's like a wireframing app where you can create mockups, but it's really easy to share with other people and, and you can make them interactive and click through screens and things without actually building the, the app. So that, that's really cool. So it actually does make a lot of sense to sort of validate the demand side with the landing page. You run some Google ads to it, prove that you can, first of all, just attract people at all. And then second of all, that those people are actually willing to fill out a form and then get on calls with you. That shows that the demand is is real and you understood what that demand is. And then the next step of going to the supply side and inviting them. So you showed the potential first beta group of, of mentors like the Envision app and they could see what the interface looks like. Did you feel like it was necessary to say, hey, and, and I also have leads ready to go? Like people never had that feeling like throughout the entire process. Like they weren't they weren't really asking about that. They they saw the job, then they were like, Oh shit, this is really impressive. And like they never even really thought to because they they like the idea, the concept behind it. So they, they wanted to be on board with that. Oh that, that's cool. And like you said, like these these are the type of people who just like to be involved in this sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it, I what some of the people that I were reaching out to is people that had I don't know for anyone who's familiar with indie hackers, they have this section on their site. Awesome community, by the way. And they can post your story, your start your startup stories. And I was reading through those stories and thinking, so the thought came to my head, like, well, if if they're willing to share their story and write up this long thing, take an hour or two out of their day to write this and share with the community. They probably are of the personality type that would be ideal for growth mentor. Like they they want to kind of share and help help the community and give back. And that that was the first sort of pool of people that that I reached out to. It's really smart. And what was the very first pricing model that you had in mind? The first pricing model was pure play commission, so it was free to sign up, and then um, you had to pay for the calls. And yeah, that flopped completely. Is that like pretty similar to kind of clar- uh, clarity? Clarity, yeah, it's the same exact same exact concept. So that did, we we got a lot of signups top of top of funnel, but they weren't booking calls. So, so like they would create a free account, they would browse people, but they would never actually like book something. Yeah, that that was, yeah, that that only lasted for like one month, and then afterwards we added friction to the top of funnel. So, it, in order for them to even be able to see the uh, sign up page, they had to fill in a, a type form uh, and answer a bunch of questions to, because like I wanted to know who these people were and like what's going on, right? Like no one's doing anything. Mm-hmm. Then how did that? work out as you added like more steps to to get onto the site as i added more steps it made them feel like it was more of a personalized like tailored solution and they wanted that connection right because they didn't know who to who to choose and when you when you reach out to people and you have a chat it's just so much easier to to understand like what they're thinking and for them to understand you as well and i I did a lot of one-on-one calls with these early sort of signups and after that call, like they would, some of them would book little calls here and there, but still nothing dramatic upset, uptick in, in engagement and, and, and bookings. But the big like takeaway is that you know, they, they weren't sure because they didn't know who these people were and they wish they could have a free call like to test it. Right. And so then we, we, co- we, we coded in the ability for the mentors to, to put their rate to zero. And we were super surprised to see like most of the mentors just go free and then then that's when we saw like a, a hockey stick uptick in in calls being booked and yeah huh. so once mentors started offering the the free option and and back then you, you didn't have this new structure where it's like every mentor starts free and then they 
unlock exactly, the ability yeah. to and there was no there was no subscription back then either right right just a minute to tell you about process kit if your operation needs to become more efficient and more predictable so that your team never lets anything fall through the cracks then it's time to implement process kit Process Kit is process-driven project management software made for powering client services businesses. It's especially designed with productized services in mind. Create powerful SOPs with built-in if-this-then-that automations, and then use those processes to power all of your repeatable projects. Whether you're managing a pipeline of new clients onboarding to your service, or tracking weekly deliverables, sales proposals, marketing assets, or admin work, Process Kit is your team's place for getting it all done, but more importantly, done right. Use our powerful Zapier integration to hook Process Kit into all of your other systems. And if you'd like expert help with improving your processes and automations, ask about our Process Kit implementer service. Request your free demo and trial at processkit.com. Before I get into how you made those turns, I, I want to sort of take a pause here to ask you about like just your situation at that time you're, you're starting this you're, you're showing these wireframes you're doing these you know lead gen tests you're you're talking to users but you have a full-time job <laughs> like how, how did you balance that and how do you continue to balance that but especially in those early days you know what did, what did your daily schedule look like yeah i mean that's really hard I, I i think it's impossible to be elite at two different job roles at the same time so you have to have to choose um, which one you're gonna we're gonna I guess put uh, the extra effort on because I knew I was gonna I had to choose growth mentor at that point I, I made sure while the product was being built and developed I had I had some time where I didn't really have to do any like it took six months some backstory it took six months for the application to be developed I'm a non-technical founder like I know enough but like not enough to build a, a Ruby on Rails you know suicided marketplace. So I, I delegated the builds to, to an agency in, in, in Poland. And uh, yeah, during, during that time that like, I didn't really have to do that much, I made sure to build a lot of... Um, I tried to make myself redundant at, at EuroBPS and, and ruthlessly prioritize and delegate things that uh, were just not really that important for me to be doing anymore. Uh, and when it, when it did come time to, to having to, to spend a lot more time on, on Growth Mentor, like, what works for me is just blocking off an entire day, uh, just for for one of the projects, like for your VPS on 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 Fridays. That's the only thing I'll 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 work on. Yeah, you know, I mean, you'll be surprised how much you can do in one day if you're super focused. For sure, for sure. And so you did decide to outsource the building. You said to a development agency. I'm curious, like at at what point did you decide, like, yes, I'm ready to pull the trigger and and spend a, a bunch of money on on this agency, like. Was it after you proved that you had these leads coming in from your first tests? Like, what gave you that confidence to go forward with that? Yeah, it was it was after the the user conversations, and after I I saw the um, the work that Alec was putting out the user interfaces uh, because I would give the wireframes on a Google Doc of like every single screen, and from a Google Doc he would take it and turn it into. Essentially, exactly what you see right now. Nothing's really changed in terms of the uh, user interface design in over two two and a half years since the first designs were sketched and sketched. So, yeah, like seeing it, it really is motivating you, and it's like, oh shit, like this can actually happen if I just pony up the money and 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 you know put it all here, all chips on 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 blue uh, on black. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then I, maybe like fast forwarding, but like 
what does the rest of your team look like right now or over those over the past two years like aside from you talking to all these different users like who else is involved in running this there's uh jessica my co-founder and 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 she's been incredible i definitely would not have been able to do it without her uh she manages all operations she does the social media uh and she's the 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 glue you know that that sticks the community together i mean if you if you want to make a platform i think it's important to have a community person like if you don't have that ability yourself innately you know find somebody that 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 can either a co-founder or, or a freelancer or somebody but that that's a really important important role and uh so that is that the development team that as i said yeah like that was outsourced but it's 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 really cool though we have our weekly scrum meetings and you know we we meet up i i flew to poland once to to meet the team so we have a really good relationship and lately i've been dabbling in apprentices so i have three apprentices that i'm currently training up right now and that's that's going really really well what's involved in that like what are you having them do and and what's uh, what's in it for them so what's in it for them is they learn directly from me uh and i my goal is and i told this to them up front like i want to basically clone myself onto you uh or at least in the sections that you want to excel at so i i talked to them first in the beginning i'm like so what are your goals like what do you want to accomplish out of this and i think that's so key to do if you work with interns or apprentices is to really spend the time to understand what they want out of it and not just think about what jobs you want to get done with it right because like one of the apprentices is really good at, at content but she also shines at at pr and and all that so like i get it like the obvious thing is is you know manage a team of writers and, and do some editing but i think that there's other things as well that she could pick up really easy so it's so i'm teaching her cro for example and and landing page design by starting with the wireframes teaching her how to use balsamic so the goal is, and I'm pretty much almost there, where I can basically come to her and say, look, this is the campaign. This is the general target persona, the audience we're going for. And uh, uh, can you please make a wireframe? <laughs> Here's the designer, send it over. And, and then, you know, you you're pretty much have an unbounce uh, landing page ready to go. So there's a lot of potential in, in training people up that have that passion and the mindset to to learn. I think that's much more important than like, all right, like, what experience do you have already? Because a lot of the stuff you can you can learn. Like it's not that it's not rock. None of this stuff is really rocket science. It just takes the experience. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is sort of just hunger to to learn. I mean, it, there's always going to be like some raw talent. Like I want to say talent, but it's it's not exactly experience. It's like they just have the the technical or, or creative you know talent there, but but a hunger to actually turn this into a career. And so yeah, um, that's where you can get some really some really excellent work done. So uh, I, I want to kind of jump back to how you sort of evolved, especially through the first year. So you, you did a, a few different experiments with pricing. You, you allowed mentors to move to, to offering their, their mentorship for free, which, which helped things. And so I guess when you made that change, that, that also triggered people doing free calls and then converting to paid calls? Sometimes, sometimes yes, but most of the times, no. Most of the times they, they converted to free. And then they just stayed free, but they lowered their availability so that they have maybe like one weekly 30 minute slot a week or one hour a week to kind of um, throttle it. So like as a, as a business, like wh what was the first kind of milestone or marker where, where it was like, okay, this is, this can actually start to make money now. Yeah, definitely. When we added the subscription, the gate, that was, that was in March, March, 2019. 
so we had we had just come back from San Francisco. We went to Startup Grind to exhibit at their startup conference. I don't know what we were thinking going over there, but you know, it was just I guess interesting to see it. But just a just a quick side note, sure. I mean, it's like it's it's so weird to hear people talk about these experiences of like flying to places and, tra- and traveling to conferences. Yeah, like we're we're at a point now in July 2020 where like that seems like so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're in a, a brave new world right now. It's it's completely insane. So yeah, when we when we came back, like yeah, we 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 decided that. Either we were going to have to raise money uh, from investors, or we were going to find a way to, to to make this like pay itself off. Because at that point, like I was deep in debt, and I had put all my life savings into the company, and it was making maybe I think it was making like fifty dollars a month in commission by that point. Because ninety percent of the calls being booked were of the free variety, so like there's no commission on free. Uh, so it's like shit. Like there's people are getting a lot of value out of this. I think they pay ninety nine dollars a year. To get access to this, so like, yeah, let's try it. You know, so we put ninety nine dollars per year uh, as the first price, and uh, every three months we'd raise it by by a bit. First, then it was to one twenty, then one eighty, then two hundred, and then we tried monthly in October of twenty nineteen, and the conversion rate went up, but the churn rate went down. The net revenue went down as well because you were dealing with one month over, you know, like uh, you know the twelve twelve month repayment. Which really hurt credit. Oh, I see. So the the first version of the subscriptions was a was yearly, an annual. It was annual only. Yeah, and then we went to to monthly, but thirty five dollars a month. So you know, theoretically, like your MRR is going to increase a lot. Like, it wish it did. Right? Like that was that was that was pretty good. But then it it just wasn't really sustainable because our debt bills were higher than than revenue. So we we transitioned back to, again to like uh, annual only, and then the biggest sort of failure, like product failure. And this is, I've never told anyone about this yet because it's such a fresh uh, mistake, which when I tried to build a freemium model with Growth Mentor. So that was, <laughs> so it was around, it was summertime 2019. So literally a year ago, I was reading uh, Wes Bush's book, Product-Led Growth. Uh, Wes Bush is a mentor on a platform and really, really awesome guy. And I, I thought it really made sense, the arguments he was saying in favor of freemium, but he also was very, very responsible to say that it's a very dangerous pricing mechanism as well, right? Because like, if you don't align it properly, like you're going to get, you're going to get hurt. And, and it's, uh, I, I was viewing it, uh, like as if I was a SaaS company, but it, it's really not, it's a marketplace for, for, for human capital at the end of the day, like. It didn't, it didn't where people were signing up for free. And the concept was that you sign up for a free account and then you can only book calls with paid mentors. And then if you wanted to book a call with a free mentor, a modal paywall would pop up and say, hey, you know, free mentors, you can only book with a subscription, uh, upgrade here. Uh, but the conversion rate from free, free user to, to, to paid like, was really bad. And then we were, we were actually making less conversions than we were before we made the switch. And like the annoying part really is that I spent six months of, of not six, like five months of dev time working to build, to make that pivot, to go to freemium. Uh, because I had to refactor all of the backend with Stripe, how the payments work. And okay, great. Like during that time, we did, we did a lot of technical debt cleanup because there were certain things that definitely needed to rebuild in the backend. But like that was completely unnecessary. 
Yeah, it's so it's so hard. Like you know, people, especially like growth people, love to say, "Oh, you should try try this or that pricing change, or yeah, you know, freemium this or that." But like you know, it does get complicated with the billing. It's not like an, an easy switch that you could flip. It, yeah, exactly. It's uh, it, it's it's so it it's very complex, and it's a big it's a big change to make. So you want to be sure. That makes sense. That the the freemium. I mean. You know, for free, you can't really talk to any of the free mentors, but you still have to pay for the for the paid mentors. Yeah, I mean, I could see how the alignment, it, especially for this sort of service, and and like I I get the question sometimes about productized services. You know, about offering like a free sample or or, or I mean, like a free service, a portion of the service for free, and that's always tough because it's people at the end of the day, it's people spending time. To, to deliver services in this case it's it's mentorship and it's uh you know there has to be some sort of transaction somewhere for sure for sure and for us the tra- that transaction the, the benefit it, it creates to the community is the qualification from the demand side it's okay fair like i'm qualifying and betting the supply side but i think one of the best qualifiers at the end of the day is is the dollar bill right like, like if you're going to pay a certain even if it's a small amount like the difference between like zero and one is huge so anything like it, it's like all right, I'm, these people are serious about it all about the mentorship, and they're not going to just be tire kickers. Because with the freemium, we did attract like a lot of people that were kind of spamming and, and and wasting people's time. Yeah. So we'll wrap up here in just a second. One one more quick question about the pricing. So so currently, it's still a, a monthly subscription, but you do require the the first quarter, like a minimum of three months. Is that right? Yeah, correct. It's it's three months at at minimum. And when did you make that switch? Uh, I think February, 20, uh, 2020. Okay. Just a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And that was to sort of like, I guess, increase the, the customer lifetime a little bit. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a bit of that, but it was also a play to, to kind of attract people that are going to have the right mindset around it, uh, and not view growth mentor as a silver bullet. Like I'm going to sign up for, for $50 for one month, book like six calls and expect you know, all my life's problems to be solved. Because uh, you you get that like I noticed a, a bit of that with the people that signed up with monthly they would ex- they would want to just max it out for that first month and and then like that was that's their intention going in to just cancel it the next month I don't know it's because it's a long term process right like mentorship and you're not going to get that the return like in a short time like you, you need to keep it up and and and, and follow up follow up as well sure. So, I mean, like we covered a lot of the pieces of it. I'm sure there's there's more to it. Like, so there's like the hiring of the expert, you have the growth audits and everything. I'm curious, like here in 2020, looking ahead the rest of this year into next year, like what are sort of, sort of the levers that you're currently focused on or areas that you want to improve or, you know, what's what's sort of next on your roadmap for Growth Mentor? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next thing that we really want to do is focus on building community within the the platform. And I know that word is like thrown thrown around a lot, but like community within the product itself and not offloaded onto the Slack. So right now, all of the mentees and the mentors are on a Slack channel uh, together, and that's where the like sort of engagement, the I guess grassroots community engagement happens. But we're thinking about building like an activity feed as the next feature on the, on, on the platform and creating men- mentee profile pages as well. And the ability for mentees to, to book calls with other mentees as well, because you can learn a lot from, I mean, I've, I've had some calls where the mentee was like teaching me by the end of it. And it was like, whoa, I thought like <laughs> you wanted help from me. Uh, so there's a lot of potential in like cross-pollination. And that's what I want to explore. Like, how, to, how to like take that network effects to the next 
That makes so much sense, man. Because I mean, on, on a couple different levels, first of all, having the community and all the mentors in the community, like active that just, it like, adds more value to becoming a paid member because not only can you do calls, but you can join this community, but then within the community, within the chat and the activity, you could see, you can learn more about the mentors and see who you want to actually talk to based on their, what they're chatting about in the activity. Like the other, the other piece though is, like you said, mentees talking to other mentees. I mean, I see this in the productized community. One of the more popular aspects of that has been matching people up into their own mastermind groups. So like people love to learn together or, or hold each other accountable as they're all sort of following a similar path. Yeah, yeah we're, we're currently beta testing that, but in a very like totally ad hoc kind of way. We just have a Zoom meetup and we split people up into different color groups, like the blue group, the purple group. And it's usually like four mentees and, and like two mentors and it's just a once a week sort of accountability uh, meetup uh, and just kind of chat. So no, that, that's, that's kind of cool. But I noticed that we've been running this for like six weeks and after the first month, you get a lot of drop off. <laughs> like people are like, yeah, I'm going to come every week. Right. It's, it's kind of like the gym. A lot of this is like the gym, right? You have the best intentions, but then like life happens. Yeah. I mean, that's the classic thing with any sort of forum or, or even like comments on a blog, like, you know, 95% of people are, they're tuning in, but they're lurking. You know, there's only 5% who actually, you know, post something. For sure. For sure. And you, you want to be able to add some, some passive value as well when you're, when you're in a community rather than, cause like I say, like the active value is like me booking, me booking a call with you, right? Like I actually literally have to choose you, you know, say what I want and all of that, but like passive is, you know, things coming to you. Like imagine like a guy uh, ringing the doorbell and be like, Hey, you know, it's time to go to the gym. <laughs> you haven't been in like, Three for three days. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I probably need that myself. <laughs> cool. So, uh, so Fody, thanks for doing this. Uh, obviously, growthmentor.com is is where you can check out the site. Again, for for folks just wanting to see how a really well done marketing site and copy is, is done, I I highly recommend just checking that out because I, I think it it does a really good job. Where else can people uh, connect with you? Uh, LinkedIn. You can find me there uh, and uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm not really that active there, but you can find me there. <laughs> or just send me an email at fatty at uh, growthmentor.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing it. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. All right. All right. Did that give you something to think about? If it did, let me know on Twitter. I'm at CastJam. If you want to find show notes on this or any of the other episodes or my weekly newsletter with new content, head over to productizeandscale.com. Now, if you haven't already, a five-star review in iTunes, that would go a long way to helping other folks find the show. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time.